Wellness Force Radio, Episode 5. By giving people a, a safe environment, by introducing novel and variable movements to their bodies, it really influences their belief systems. But ultimately, you have to begin that with a conversation. Welcome to Wellness Force Radio, where you will hear inspiring and passionate experts in the areas of wellness technology and behavior change. Your host, Josh Trent, will empower you with the knowledge and tools you need to take the very best actions in transforming your mindset, your body, and ultimately your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to Wellness Force Radio. I'm your host, Josh Trent, and every week we'll bring you inspiring and passionate experts in the areas of wellness technology and behavior change to empower you with the knowledge and tools to take action in transforming your mindset, your body, and ultimately your life. Today, I am so excited to have one of the top fitness leaders, pain specialists, and innovators in the world on our show, Anthony Carey. Anthony Carey, just a quick background on him. He holds a master's degree in biomechanics and athletic training. He's the inventor of the Cortex. He also has been internationally recognized in biomechanics, corrective exercise, functional anatomy, and motor control. He was named Personal Fitness Professional Magazine's 2009 Personal Trainer of the Year and has received recognition for his work in the national media, including the New York Times, Time Magazine, and Oprah's O Magazine. Anthony has authored two best-selling books, The Pain-Free Program, A Proven Method to Relieve Back, Neck, Shoulders, and Joint Pain, and Relationship and Referral a personal trainer's guide to doing business with the medical community. He consults for the Chargers in San Diego, as well as some of the largest equipment manufacturers and health clubs in the world. Anthony, welcome to the show. Fantastic to be here, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about you know what it takes for people to move pain-free, different belief systems, and also some common issues that hold people back from living a life without pain. And what's really exciting, too, is how we'll touch on technology and innovation is changing the game of training and total body wellness. But, Anthony, you have been up to some amazing stuff. I saw you were at the Get Together Conference in May. This October, you're traveling to Thailand for the AFC Conference. And before the show, we were talking about you actually going to London. Can you tell people kind of what you're up to right now? Well, that's part of the professional education that I'm uh, privileged to help deliver to other health and fitness professionals. Get Together Conference was in Belgium. And then in a couple of weeks, I'm going to the Fit Pro Conference in London. And then, yes, Asia Fit will be the one in Thailand uh, in the fall. You know, there are opportunities to, you know, uh, share some of uh, what I'm passionate about and, and help teach uh, other fitness professionals some of what we feel makes us successful based on the science that's out there and how we integrate and implement that into our practice. And implementation is huge because it's one thing to have the knowledge. It's another thing to put it into practice. And really, that's what you do with clients is help them along the way. So, I mean, selfishly, I'd love to talk with you for hours about what's happening in fitness. But I know what's really going to bring the most value to the listener is discovering the the mindset of, of what actually works with people. So when you're, Anthony, when you're working with clients or when you're teaching education, Educational seminars. What are some common belief systems that you feel are defeating that people hold from, from them living a life without pain? The chronic pain client, one of the clearest models that we now follow based on the research, and this is, this is actually science that's, that's 10 to 12 plus years old, that still has not really made its way 
uh, into the mainstream. When I say mainstream, I mean even contemporary uh, medical practice. There's many physicians that aren't following this model yet, and, and physical therapists and chiropractors and, and fitness professionals, unfortunately. And that's chronic pain is now uh, viewed as a biopsychosocial model, which means all three of those components are part of that pain experience that an individual has. And it's not necessarily any one. You know, for, for the longest time, and, and a big part of the early part of my career, I was purely a biomechanics guy and um, was able to really help a lot of people just through the biomechanics, so I thought. And what I realized is that part of what we were doing were well, changing their belief systems and that there was hope, taking it through phases of where they were gradually or exposed to more and more movement so that they felt safe and they weren't hurt because their beliefs up to that point would be either um, I have to live with this for the rest of my life or I, I'm destined to be in pain because I have, my MRI says X or my, uh, or my X-ray says Y or I'm at this sp- specific age and that I've had treatments or therapy in the past and they had to hurt me before they could help me and all these kind of things. So by giving people a, a safe environment, by introducing novel and variable movements to their bodies, it really influences their belief systems. But ultimately, you have to begin that with a conversation and, and help spell that out for them and, and set expectations. For it to actually change their beliefs, they have to, they have to experience it. It's got to be visceral. It's got to be biological. It can't be just something that you, know, you try to talk them through. And, and essentially, is it something where you found over the course of a certain amount of time that it takes to change a belief system for people with chronic pain, or is it individual for every person? It really is individual, but you know, chronic pain now itself has been defined as a, and I hate this word, but as a, as a disease or an ailment in and of itself because of the changes that happen to the, to the nervous system and the brain chemistry as it adapts to it for having it for prolonged periods of time. So everybody's a little bit different and, you know, and a belief system can change short term. In other words, somebody could go through a really positive experience with us at our studio and they could feel significantly better, better than they felt in years and be good for a couple days and maybe have a setback and then those old beliefs will kick back in, right? So before, just like any habit, a belief will will go through stages uh, of change before it really becomes solidified in, the, in that person's mindset. Yeah. And, and the belief systems that they've had for years and years and years, they're also going to take months and months and months to remove. I mean, I think people can have uh, an unclear expectation. Have you found that when working with a client or, or even when teaching a course, is that something that you do, Anthony? Do you teach courses to people who are not coaches and trainers and body workers? Do you ever have classes where people come in uh, with pain that you teach it a multiple time? We do. Uh, I've done, you know, we do some at Function First where we'll do either myself or one of our team members will we'll give presentations to the general public. And I've, I've been asked to speak at certain spas and where they're bringing in their guests and, and corporations and, and kind of same overview uh, for the general public. Yeah, sure. And, and one of the things that I know the listeners interested in is this belief system and below the belief system and above the belief system is behaviors. So can you kind of point out from what you've seen from working with clients? Is it 24 years now you've been doing what you've been doing? Yes, <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. You're, you've been in business since 1994. You've worked with thousands of people since then. Is, is there a common denominator that you think people have put into place that have positively changed their belief systems? Any, any key actions or key methodologies that you've seen that, that moves the needle? Yeah, there really is. And, and that is one of, of self-responsibility. 
great deal of stress is created both physiologically and psychologically for the person in chronic pain when they don't feel like they have control of the situation. And whether they're desperately searching from physician or specialist to specialist or therapist to therapist, uh, looking for somebody to fix them or find out what's wrong with them. And when that person makes that decision to, to assume responsibility beyond just the search, but actionable steps, which means a lot of just kind of holistic wellness type things too, better sleep, staying hydrated, staying away from inflammatory foods, staying away from provocative movements, doing a, a constructive, strategic exercise program, corrective exercise program, and also being able to do some cardiovascular exercise that, that produces the necessary uh, serotonin and dopamine that, that affects their overall well-being. All those things are probably the key elements in making dramatic shifts in, in these folks. So the mindset and the, the physiological structure is one thing, but it's really the psychology behind this spark of change for people that you've seen move the needle and give them some, some relief of pain. Absolutely. Honestly, what skews our success to a degree is that because we're uh, fee-for-service, people pay cash to see us, their insurance doesn't cover it. It is a, a reasonable investment uh, on, in their well-being. Uh, very often when they come to us, they're, we have leverage on them because they're at that point of, of ready for change. And that's a good place for us to be as practitioners, and that's a good place for them to be as clients. And, and now we have, for both of us, we're in a better place to, to begin the journey together. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, because really the key word is journey. There's so much information out there that's guiding people along. And by the, like you had said, by the time people get to you, you have leverage. So they're in a place that they really want the change. Have you ever come across people that, you know, they're one foot in, one foot out, and by the time they come to you, maybe they're, they're not in that space of wanting to make change? Is that something where as a, as a coach or a trainer, you just let them know that it's not a good fit? Or how, how does that happen when someone comes to you and they're not willing to make the change? We have either uh, encouraged people to come back at another time. Uh, we have begun the process with people to find out uh, once we've began that they're really not as committed as, as they said they were in terms of doing their homework and, and making the other ancillary changes that are supposed to occur for their success. And, and we've had to fire them. We've had to let them go. But it, it really is. It all starts with a conversation. It all starts with expectations on both sides. We lay out what our expectations are of them and, and we make clear or we get clear on what their expectations should be um, from us. And, uh, you know, the, the, the proof is in the pudding, you know, are you going to, are you going to do what needs to be done? And if you're not, then, uh, selfishly, again, we will let them go because it's a poor reflection on our program. If a person is not, is not ready to do what needs to be done for them to reach their goals. Yeah, and I mean, really what you're doing is you're being of service to them because if, if they're possibly using you as a reason why they can't get better, I can specifically remember there was a few clients that I used to work with and they had bought large training packs and they used, you know, five or six of them, but there was 15 left and they actually would just kind of use that purchase by spending the money. It was a tacit approval of how they're actually going to, you know, make progress and succeed. But have you ever had people that you've worked with say that they, you know, went to your services, they went to function first, and it just, quote, didn't work out? Like, have you ever felt used by someone that wanted to be, uh, you know, in a better state of pain-free, but they actually would use the sessions as a reason why they couldn't get better? Early on, we did. And that's why I became aware of that and, and recognized that. And that is why we do um, fire clients for that exact reasons. 
in all honesty, I wish I could say I was batting a thousand. Um, but there are there have been clients for for various reasons, and I'm sure part of that has to be my responsibility that have not gotten the results that they wanted. Um, but again, there's there's so much that goes into the chronic pain scenario um, from that biopsychosocial perspective uh, that no matter what we did with exercise and no matter what we do with the best that we can to explain uh, explain pain to them and the mechanics behind pain, they still don't get where they want to be. So yeah, uh, that's frustrating for both. You know, we give all we can give. You know, it's not a perfect science, unfortunately. Sure, and and I mean, you know, science and and mindset. These are these are amazing angles to to in, have great change. But what's really also powerful is the tools that we use, uh, the tools that coaches use. And one of the tools that I know is really powerful that you use is the Cortex. You're the innovator of the Cortex. When did you actually launch that product? We launched it really officially in 2009. It was sort of on the market early, soft launch in 2008, but it's it's been out since 2009 now. And uh, we have international distribution, so we're in in probably 18 different countries across the world. Uh, a lot of pro sports teams and Division One colleges are, are using it as part of their program, so it's it's exciting for us. And it's also really difficult to use. <laughs> I've stood on this tool and I've used it at different facilities, and it is something where when you get on it, now you can set the difficulty. There's a bar you can hold on to, so you can you can vary the degree of difficulty. So for a beginner, they could jump on it, but it's also extremely advanced. Have you used the Cortex with people that are actually trying to eliminate pain and increase mobility, or is it more of a functional training? kind of a specialized tool. No, well, that, I, I think that's the beauty of it. And, and unfortunately, uh, too many folks feel that they just do have to stand on it. And there are so many different positions and postures that you can assume with it on the ground and kneeling. And and uh, mobility is actually the secret weapon behind the cortex. That's one of the things that we're really promoting in terms of, especially in the rehab setting, of what it can do. So it, it's really the motion. And we look at the cortex as an environment and not a tool. And by creating that environment where you can dictate it or you can interact with it or the coach can dictate what they want to have. And, you know, there's a lot of good things happen to spreading the stress out on the tissue, stimulating the nervous system and and challenging the body in some really unique ways. And it's interesting too, you know, I last, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, you were a contributor to a muscle mag article, the two things you need to do after every workout. And you were quoted here, static stretching improves generating tension on the muscle in a specific direction and then held at a point of mild to moderate discomfort for 10 to 30 seconds. The goal is for the muscle to relax and lengthen. And this is interesting because I think there's a lot of noise about static stretching is bad and, you know, we should all be doing kind of more an active stretch. But from what from what you've learned over the past 20 plus years, static stretching after a workout is actually healthy and, and really is it more restorative to people? Absolutely. Number one, static stretching has been researched and studied more than any other stretching. And my favorite responses to statements like, oh, static stretching is bad is for whom, for what, and when, you know? Right, right. Uh, so I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to static stretch uh, somebody or myself prior to explosive and dynamic movements. Um, but I might static stretch, stretch, static stretch myself uh, before more dynamic stretching before dynamic movements. And I certainly might do from a corrective standpoint in terms of uh, creating um, space and, and length through the myofascial component gradually and stimulating the stretch receptors uh, and getting the tissue to relax. 
definitely would use static stretching for those reasons. Awesome. So stretching after a workout, completely healthy, if, if not more beneficial than doing nothing, obviously. Sure. <laughs> now, when we shift gears from stretching to tech, you're an innovator. You've also worked with thousands of clients. Is there something on the horizon for you and Function First where you're going to be using any pieces of wearable technology or fitness technology specifically in your practice? Well, what we are hoping to do, and, and I think it's getting to that, I'm, I'm sort of uh, lurking as I, as I on the research and, and the development of applications, but I think there's definitely going to be a place for some of this wearable tech for the chronic pain client in, in a lot of different ways and not in the traditional variables, um, you know, such as steps and all that. They're, they're, they will all be adjuncts, but I think there's a lot of physiological variables that will will be measurable and in relationship to some flare-ups and pain episodes and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, our clients are, you know, on the non-corrective side and more the fitness side of function first, our coaches are really big on heart rate monitors and and, and that sort of thing. And um, just overall tech, uh, I, I personally work with clients from around the world via Skype. So uh, it's not wearable, but it's still it's still making use of video conferencing and the ability to interact with people around the world in real time. Sure. And, and is it something where you're using HRV as a training piece or a training tool with clients at all? Yeah, and that's more my uh, that's more my other coaches that are doing that um, because they're working more on that level with people. But they are they're monitoring that kind of stuff and giving them parameters in which to work in and recoveries and observing the recovery and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, this has been such a great conversation and I know you got to go and, and do what, what you do, which is help people move pain-free. And, and <laughs> we want to thank you for, for spending 15, 20 minutes with us here. I just had one last question and it was sure. in regards to kind of a, a, a legacy about what you think the next generation would be most benefited by. And it's just a simple question here of imagine that it's, you know, 50, 60 years from now, um, you'd be like 75 at that time, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's your last day on earth. And, and, and you've learned that everything you've ever created on the internet is gone. The internet's been deleted. All your books, your articles, your, your, your powerful contributions, Anthony, are gone. From, from your life's work and everything you've learned, um, you only have a page of writing to leave for the next generation. What would you say? Strive to make a contribution. In your efforts to make a contribution, you will inevitably learn both academically and about yourself. And during that course of that time, you know, nothing's more important than the individual. And every person is just that as a person who has needs, wants, and and is a very dynamic system in terms of their psychology, their beliefs, their physiology, and that we should know by now that we can't cookie cut any individual with any kind of treatment, with any kind of exercise program, with any kind of psychological profile, because there are way too many things that are interacting at one time that create the experience that individual is having. And we have to appreciate that. We have to validate for that for them. And we have to consider that in any kind of intervention that we're providing them. Powerful statement. There's no one size fits all. Never. Anthony, thank you so much. Where can our listener learn more about what you're up to? They would find lots of great information at functionfirst.com. First is all spelled out. And we have a blog with lots of information for both health professionals as well as the general public. And then if anybody was interested in the Cortex, the website for the Cortex is Cortex Fitness, C-O-R-E-T-E-X fitness.com. Awesome. And are you closed for the pain-free movement specialist at this point? 
Uh, the curriculum just closed uh, last week. We only open it up a few times a year for uh, for new uh, students, and it'll open up again in the fall at some point. But um, we're really excited about the opportunity to use the the online platform for the initial introduction uh, to the curriculum, and then uh, followed up with live courses for the pain free movement specialists. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll put all those links in the show notes. Anthony, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I really appreciate not just what you do for the industry, but just the genuine guy that you are. Thank you, Josh. You're doing some wonderful stuff yourself and and you're contributing. So thank you for that. And thank you for the opportunity. All right. I look forward to seeing you at some point this year. Same here, buddy. Okay. Take Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Head on over to wellnessforce.com slash radio for all the links, show notes, and bonus content. If you're interested in changing old habits with new technology, download your free digital health transformation guide at wellnessforce.com slash radio.